Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Sorry, can I just, I just need to go. Um, I'll be back. I, uh, I tried to, um, I tried to cut a lump off my finger while you were talking and now I'm bleeding. <laughs> Go sort yourself out, mate. I'll be back in just a second. <laughs> fucking idiot. He's a fucking moron. Uh, he's got so much undiagnosed ADHD. <laughs> he's got so much undiagnosed a lot, mate. Hello, aliens. <laughs> Welcome to the Autism Cast, the podcast where we discuss all things anime, Sonic the Hedgehog, and Minecraft memes. If you've not listened to us before, make sure you go and check out our Instagram, at the3autists, and donate to our patron, the Christian Fund. As always, I'm joined by my two fellow incels, Vinny and Seb. How are you both doing? I don't want to be called an incel. <laughs> Please don't welcome me as an incel. Do you understand my message, my text now, Vinny, why I needed an expert opinion? <laughs> an expert yes. opinion on what? <laughs> you tell I just... Hang on, I'll just get the message up. I got, like, a message last night from Mork, out of the blue, just saying... <laughs> what would you say are the most autistic interests? <laughs> Obviously, Sonic is one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. I need. I couldn't think of like three funny interests to put in that cold open. So I actually, I actually googled what what the autistic people like, and then it just came up with like how to tell if your child is autistic. And I was like, fuck's sake, that's all I meant. Seb's not laughing at all. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, Seb, how are you? What have you been up to? Oh, I'm all right. I've, I've been at the, uh, not a sponsor, British podcast show, or is it festival? I can't remember what it's called. It's just a big trade show for podcasts that yeah. we got invited through through my other job. and Well, my only job, my real job, I guess is what I'd call it. It was good. It was, uh, yeah, I met, do you want to hear the list of famous people I met? Go on. Not really. I thought we were going to talk about the weekend's antics, but there we go. The weekend's antics? Oh, the wedding? Yeah. <laughs> Who got married? What? Who got married? Oh, yeah, we should do that. Uh, big congratulations <laughs> to Yusuf and Lucy Walker now. They're the oh, they're married. Together. They're married now. And uh, I hope your first time having the old sexual intercourse was as good as it uh, could be. 
Um, <laughs> let's give it up for the bride. <laughs> Yusuf very publicly couldn't get the ring on uh, during the mm. wedding, so I hope we got another ring on later night. L- later that night, <laughs> probably shouldn't say that. Good job. Good job. Your actual speech at the wedding was better than that, isn't it? Yeah, my actual speech, not the performance of the night though. That came from Miggity Miggity Mork, who did a two and a half minute strip tease in front of everyone, including the bride's mother. And yes, did go full Monty. Not full, full Monty, but he did, like, get his kit off. The only thing I couldn't get off was my trousers. Yeah, and he, and and I've he just, tried. Yeah, I've decided me. that next wedding I go to, once I see the trousers, I'm getting a fake pair of rip-off ones made, and I'm storing them somewhere, because that mm. would have been the showstopper. But the mum of the bride was loving it. Yeah, she, she was all over to this it. Ever, she was loving it. I'm glad I managed to entertain the entire wedding with my clothes taking off routine. <laughs> with, Although, with I cock. have to say, Michael did <laughs> let himself down a bit because despite always giving it the big ones about being like a psychopath or whatever, guess out of the two of us who did speeches, which one of us cried? Not me, because I'm not a fucking pussy, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm really glad. Oh. <laughs> Fuck off, mate. I oh, just yeah, gave... I, I did cry I just, a bit at that wedding. I lashed You're being out. toxic masculine. Yeah. He is. Mate. You've been proper just, toxic masculinity. I just lashed out savage bants and then went home. Yeah. <laughs> Your speech consists of you ripping a fat bong. <laughs> Literally. I ripped a fat one and then farted the bong smoke out and then just fucking said, marriage is a con, and I left. But yeah, other than the wedding, probably the I'd say the wedding was the second biggest event I've been to this week because obviously right. I did go to the podcast trade show in London as well. <laughs> yeah. Um Right. <laughs> but who did you meet there? Now, yeah, let's run it back. Do you want to hit the list of famous people I met? Sure. Go for it. So, obviously, number one spot, Big Don Robbie from AFTV, right? Yeah. What a legend. Mm. I have to say, very, very eloquent. Really knows what he's talking about. Like, he is actually very bright. Like, he knows what he's on. And he, he he's good at his job. Like, he's really good at it. Um, I saw Will Any. I saw Cal Freezy, saw Louisa Zisman, who was on The Apprentice, then her nudes got leaked, then she went to rehab for sex addiction, and now she's got a podcast. And I met Katie Price. When I say met, I asked her for a selfie and she blanked me. What a bitch. That's the way she goes. She blanked me so hard. She blanked me harder than any celebrity has blanked me ever. And I've been lucky enough to meet a few, and she Mm. acted like the most celebrity celebrity I've ever met. It was kind of cool. I literally went, hey, could I? And she just turned her face and walked off. Mm. Savage. That is pretty savage. She does have the most enormous tits you've seen in real life, though. It was outrageous. Yeah, I know, but still, what a marvel of engineering. Great scientist, (laughs) whoever fucking chucked those bappers in. When she dies and she's just like her whole skin is rotted, are they just gonna is there just gonna be a skeleton with two fucking massive fake tits in the ground? Yes. And a fake That's bum. mad, isn't it? Also, highlights of her talk. Uh number one, an autistic guy said, Hi, I'm autistic and I've got depression. Can I do a rap on stage about autistic depression? And she said, Do you fucking have to? Legendary. <laughs> Did she say that? Yeah, she then <laughs> says all bang out of all her because <laughs> she's fuck? always no, that is bang out of order. She's always peddling, like, you know, be nice to her son and stuff, which you should be. And she's fucking palming this fella off. Well, she did let him on stage eventually. Eventually? Part two, 
Uh, she's doing all this stuff about a podcast. Someone gets up, goes, what's your favourite podcast? And she says, I've never listened to one. Great. <laughs> she's like, I've never listened to one. Am I oh surprised? God. She swore wildly throughout the whole thing as well. It was incredible. It was actually really funny. Also, this is the other things. The two things she's most excited to talk about on the podcast are her run-ins with the DVLA and RSPCA. Right. Hmm. So tune in to the Katie Price podcast for that. No fucking thanks. <laughs> Not a sponsor. Very interesting. Can't wait to listen to it. Said in perfect robot voice, Vinny. Love that. No, uh, you know, for the autism cast and all. Okay, Vinny, what did you do this week? <laughs> um, <laughs> computing. <laughs> He's had 15 wanks and tried to kill himself. Let's move on. <laughs> 14 wanks, actually. Well, because we all know it's the 15th that puts you over the edge. Do you remember that rumour about <laughs> Then the you're Brazilian, a wank addict. The Brazilian yeah. kid who had like 99 wanks and killed himself. <laughs> That's, that Is wasn't that a rumour, that was true. 99 no, wanks and then killed himself. <laughs> no, right, kid everyone himself knows if you, to triple, if you go to triple figures, it will kill you. No, this kid did wank himself to death. That's true. No. But it how? is true. Google it. Oh, yeah, I've heard of that. Wasn't he a Brazilian kid? Yeah, but the thing is, your cock and balls aren't connected to any of your vital organs. So what happened? You I didn't, don't know. I think he, had he dehydrated, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, you can't he's... jizz out that much. Well, I thought he dehydrated. What... If you just like... sat there fucking pounding at your <laughs> cock like me, after a while you're Mate, just gonna die no, of something. You're not yeah. gonna jizz out that much. Like your heart's gonna fucking... give out, isn't it? Like think of all you're the sweating. blood pumping. You're knackered. Sweating, yo. He's had, had fucking ninety-eight wanks already. He's <laughs> ninety-nine. <laughs> it's just a puddle of fucking sweat at this point. Is it okay to laugh at someone that's died of wanking themselves yes. to death? I think it is. <laughs> yeah. I think it's, I think I think it's it what is. he would have wanted. Yeah, it is what he, <laughs> If you wank yourself to death, you kind of want to be remembered as a fucking legend. Oh dear. Well, should we should we get into this week's episode? Now, this week we are talking about science, bitch. That's right. It's the Goat Scientist Week. Oh, sorry, Michael. 2010 called. Uh, it wants its reference back. <laughs> Filthy. Right, I'm leaving. I'm actually <laughs> killed the cunt. I'm actually done with this shit. <laughs> Fuck this. See ya. I enjoyed the reference, Mark. I know you've been watch- rewatching Breaking Bad. Yeah. Yeah, also, I, I it's science, bitch. We're doing fucking science. It's science, bitch. Seb, just because you Mate, can't you handle... You he, do, he No, no. You don't watch Breaking Bad because you can't handle it because you're such a fucking pussyhole, right? You and now you're, coming at, now you're coming at I me, asking me, what? Fucking get your reference back. Shut up. Right. <laughs> a, don't call me a pussy. I didn't cry at the wedding, you little bitch. And secondly, if you wanted to say something hip and young, you would have said... Wubba dubba dub dub. Right. Well, shut up and wait. Listen. True men can show their emotions in front of others. Yes, sir. There's a sign of bravery. <clears throat> Thanks. Oh, mate, that's just what they say to fucking make you feel better after you've made a cunt of yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's not okay. It's okay to cry. It's okay to cry. I watched a video of Macho Man Randy Savage saying it was okay, and now I think it's okay. It's okay for macho men to show every emotion available right there, you know, because I've cried a thousand times, I'm going to cry some more. But 
I've soared with the eagles and I've slithered with the snakes and I've been everywhere in between. And I'm going to tell you something right now. There's one guarantee in life and that there are no guarantees. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I understand this. <laughs> yeah. Nobody likes a quitter. Nobody said life was easy. So if you get knocked down, take the standing eight count, get back up and fight again. And you're a macho maniac. Can I, um, you know, I've only done one line. Right, so far. You normally need at least three to get going. But hey. hey, drugs. Now, I think it's been pretty well established that we three fellows are all exceptionally intelligent. So it would make sense for us to talk about a topic like science, which requires a big old Brian, I mean brain. <laughs> when... oh, that was good. That was a good <laughs> joke. That was a very good joke. When you think of goat scientists, some obvious names come to mind right away. Walter White, he used science to become the biggest, baddest drug kingpin in New Mexico. A kingpin? Can you tell the difference between real life and fiction, by the way? It's the same thing with Gandalf all over again. <laughs> Jimmy Neutron, boy genius, who invented a bunch of stuff and a talking dog. And Sandy Cheeks from Spongebob. <laughs> <laughs> All great scientists. And of course, the greatest of them all, Rick Sanchez, who turned himself into a fucking pickle, yo! Wobble up a dub dub! I mean, come on, that's the best thing ever, and it's so hilarious. It's so funny. <laughs> it's, Can't be stopped. It's so funny. These guys have a big task on their hands because mm. these mad lads that i've just listed are gonna take some beating and in my mind those three have already won so let's see who they've got to bring to this science bitch table who wants to go first Vinny? i believe it's you the history of science is full of strange characters who stood upon the shoulders of giants to answer many of life's burning questions. Now, one of the strangest of these people was known to be an extreme recluse at one stage in his life, and in his later stage was described as having an extremely unattractive personality. Maybe he was on the spectrum, or maybe he was just a cunt who just happened to be really good at science and maths. But we do know for sure is he's called the Stig. <laughs> 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 now, what we do, <laughs> what we do know for sure. How are you doing a fucking Top Gear reference, Vinny? That is the most un you reference ever. <laughs> Man, I love Top Gear. I've seen fucking all the reruns on Dave. <laughs> yeah, but what we do know for sure is that he's called Sir Isaac Newton. I knew you were doing Newton. Ooh. He was a proper cunt. Yeah. Real cunt. Yeah. So I'm not going to tell you about the, the, the beginnings and the middles and the ends of this man and what he got up to. I'm basically just going to nail down the big things he discovered slash invented. I'm just going to go through one by one. So we're going to start with a big one. Gravity. Sir Isaac Newton is notable for inventing gravity. <laughs> Can you imagine Legends... what it was like before he did it? Such a baller. Every time you go yeah. outside, oh, just shit just fucking... flying everywhere. That's why the death rate was so high for kids, is they'd crawl out the door, boom, just straight yeah, off. They wouldn't <laughs> know. Lost another one. They wouldn't know yeah. to tie themselves to the, the nearest bit of furniture. You'd learn that at school. 
Well, that's why, like, cutting the umbilical cord was so stressful back in those days. <laughs> that was the only thing tethering them down to this plane of existence before they floated off into space. It's, it's like a balloon. Like, she's just... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, there had already been early research done into gravity by Newton's time, with Galileo Galilei a few years previous figuring out that all objects tend to accelerate equally to the ground in free fall. And this is, yeah, way back in the early 17th century. So there was already some stuff on it. But like how all greaters and inventors and scientists stand upon the, the shoulders of giants, Newton used Galileo's basic principle of relativity as a base for his own huge scientific advancement. That being the law of universal gravitation. He even proposed a thought experiment which involved a mountain so high that its peak reached to outer space. And the idea was that you'd put a cannon on top of this peak, and if you put too much gunpowder on in the, in the cannon, the cannonball would just fly out into space and just fuck off, basically. Too little gunpowder, and it would just fall down to Earth. But if you put just the right amount of gunpowder, that cannonball will just orbit around the world in a constant motion. And much like how today we get satellites to orbit our own planet or even use the gravitational force of other planets to slingshot satellites into deep space. But speaking of motion, another big thing Newton put forth was the laws of motion. That's fucking right. Right. So the three laws of motion are as follows. Number one. An object will remain at rest or moving in a straight line unless acted upon by an external force. Pretty easy to understand. Number two, when force is applied to an object, it will accelerate. And number three, and this is the big one that he's known for, for every action there is an opposite and equal reaction. Now these laws may seem obvious to us now in the 21st century, but scholars had long since struggled with just the fundamental concepts of motion for literally centuries before Newton. Aristotle himself thought smoke moved upwards because it mostly contained air. So his thinking was that it consciously decided to travel upwards so that it could be with the rest of its air buddies, essentially. Fucking idiot. What a fucking dumbass. Yeah, Aristotle what wasn't, the, wasn't the brightest tool in the shed, you know? That is so fucking stupid, man. Air can't think, mate. Where's its brain? You tell him, Your GCSEs. <laughs> what has he won? What has he got? What has he fucking won? None. But yeah, Newton's laws were as simple as they were beautiful. They gave future scientists the groundwork to understand the movement of literally everything from subatomic particles all the way to celestial bodies. These laws and other things Newton discovered formed the basis of what we now know as classical mechanics, which, if you're not aware of classical mechanics, it's a very big fucking deal and it's a huge part of physics, especially modern physics. Now, it's all well and good having these three laws cemented in place, allowing mathematicians to figure out, say, how long it would take a boat traveling at a constant speed to get from point A to point B. But mm -hmm. most things don't move in a perfectly straight line. I mean, the second rule of motion clearly describes that when a force is applied to an object, 
it'll accelerate. And acceleration mm. is not constant speed. It's changing speed. And at this point, mm. nobody knew what the fuck, how to really deal with changing speeds or changing anything, any sort of rate of change. But that's when my boy, Sir Isaac Newton, made the greatest contribution to humanity. And that is in the form of calculus. That's fucking right. We're bringing you to advanced maths over here. We're talking calculus. Did he invent calculus? He invented calculus. Michael, you hate calculus. Mate, he invented calculus. Do you know calculus? Is it like calculating shit? Sort of. <laughs> yeah, get done, Vinny. <laughs> fucking hell, he's mugged you right off. Isn't it like calculating shit? Well, basically, give me my, so give me right my maths GCSE. I mean, like A-level and that. <laughs> There we go. <laughs> That's all he needs for What's a fucking A-level. What's better A-level? What do you get from university again? Like a... a... fucking degree. That's it. Mate, give me a 2-1. One. Oh, one, one. Do one, Isaac Newton. <laughs> <laughs> Maths class. We're talking about calculus. I'm going to keep it super simple and brief because I know a lot of people get fucking terrified of maths. Basically, calculus is just the study of graphs. It essentially just allows people to determine and work out the steepness of a curve as well as the area underneath that curve. Now, calculus pretty much just solved all the maths problems scholars were running into at this point. And it, I genuinely mean this without a shadow of a doubt, it is fucking so core to the entirety of modern maths and modern physics. And not only just that, because it's literally just literally every field of study uses graphs pretty much every single one of them it is absolutely core to everything from engineering to economics to even weather prediction anything like statistical things football stats it uses calculus football xg yeah it uses calculus yeah if you want to make an engine you need to know like the rate of heat like dissipation from one chamber to the other all that stuff that's calculus like this is fucking big fucking meaty shit right <laughs> so yeah archimedes may have figured out how to calculate the volume of a sphere all the way back in greek times using geometry mm. but calculus with calculus you can work out the volume of a fucking four-dimensional sphere if you want to a five-dimensional sphere six fucking a million dimensions if you really want to jesus christ it's crazy shit man it goes deep and although saying all of this there is a little controversy around who actually first invented calculus. So German scientist Gottfried Leibniz was the first person to publish a paper on calculus. And this was in 1684. But as it turned out, Newton had already proved calculus all the way back in 1969. 1969? Sorry, 1669. Why didn't he publish it? I don't fucking know. I don't think anyone else does. He, I think, mate, he just didn't. He just changed the date. He, he just wrote have changed it down the date because Tipex one invented, mate. No, because he had friends who would come over and they would like look at his work and he'd be like, "Yeah, here you go. I made this up just to like figure out something else." And they're like, "What the fuck? This is actually ridiculous." And he's like, "Yeah, you can have it if you want." Like he was so like, because the thing is, Newton was really into like alchemy. And like religion at the time. So like he wasn't fully on like the whole physics and maths type train. He kind of just did that stuff 
in his spare time. But right. like his main thing was like trying to prove the Philosopher's Stone, which obviously doesn't exist. It's bollocks. That's hilarious. But like he was, but he really? did all of this. He, was, he spent so much time like just trying to find the Philosopher's Stone, essentially, and like trying to prove alchemical shit. What is the Philosopher's Stone in real life? Well, I don't know Harry Potter. Philosopher's Stone is just something that can turn matter into a different type of matter. So essentially, you could turn a lump of shit into a gold bar, which is <laughs> oh, what most people would have wanted it for. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was a story, I, there was like a YouTube video I remember watching, and I just couldn't find it. So I like take this with a grain of salt, but it was something like how people realized that he discovered calculus was basically someone was working on something else independent to newton but he was friends with newton at the time and he was like it's not adding up there's one thing that i feel like it's missing that would tie it all together so he went to newton he was like listen i know you're really smart like he was like a recluse at this point so he was living out in his house he just hadn't spoken to him in years so he went to his house and he was like i know you're really smart can you help me out on this thing and he was like oh yeah i think i got the thing for you just over here and it's just like six years ago he had like proved calculus mm. and just like found the sheet of paper that was just like because he would just live with like stacks of these like papers he would just like write constantly because he was like autistically Mental. fanatic about mm. just like discovering and inventing shit essentially and he was just like oh yeah yeah this is the thing and the guy was like do you understand how important this is and he's like eh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's the thing it's just like <laughs> insane so yeah controversy surrounding who actually invented calculus both claim they'd stolen from each other, but most historians do actually think they just independently came up with calculus on their own. Because at the time, Isaac Newton wasn't hanging out with anyone. He was literally just in recluse. But Newton's papers did technically come first, so I'm saying he... He, uh, invented, calculus. he invented it. Even if they, he didn't actually publish it until like 40 years later properly. But actually, what's even funnier is Archimedes may have been the first person to lay down the groundwork for calculus so he might have had some sort of proto-calculus all the way back in the fucking you know his time but the book he wrote all the stuff in the calculus stuff in was like written over by a byzantine monk in the 13th century so like Mate, what a prick that is like when you fucking <laughs> like just imagine that's like when you record your sex tape over your wedding video in it no, it's like when you record your wedding video over your sex table, like... <laughs> <laughs> You're so cool, Sebex. <laughs> no, that is a tale as old as time, though, is there was a cool thing and then the church destroyed it because they were scared they had proved that God wasn't real. Mm. It's literally like yeah. it just keeps happening through the whole of time. Mm. They're just like, we've yeah. had this really good idea and the church is like, Shh, no. They'll stop giving us money if you say that. I think just people didn't realize how big it was. Mm. I feel like they just didn't weren't interested in maths, like the people who owned that those works. But yeah, right. So yeah, I've talked a lot about calculus, and I'm just gonna list off all the other shit that he was involved in. So, scientists in the early 18th century thought that rainbows formed when water in the air somehow dyed the sun's rays into different colors. Fucking idiots. Now. Newton fucked about with some prisms and a light source and discovered that color was in fact a characteristic of light mm. itself, which then paved the way for people to finally understand what the fuck light even is in the first place. Damn. So big contribution, big, big. contribution just there. That's massive. That is massive. It's just yeah. the idea that he's just fucking about with some prisms. He's like, <laughs> he was like, woo, wee, it's colors. <laughs> Wait a minute. 
light of colour is a characteristic of light. Yeah, I can <laughs> so imagine him being like that. And then feel like, <laughs> holy shit, and just scribbling down like a billion things at once. Right, another contribution. Right, this one's also big. By adding mirrors to a telescope, he managed to invent the first ever reflecting telescope. This is fucking huge because it essentially made telescopes a hell of a lot more powerful mm. and you could also have them way smaller and to get the same picture size and quality and zoom in fucking capabilities. Mm. And this is obviously, I mean, we still use reflective telescopes to this day. Like it's still like a fairly cheap way to gaze at the stars. Judging from his previous track record, I assume he invented it to like perv on the neighbours and then someone was like, have you thought about looking <laughs> at the moon? And he's like, I don't know, yeah, if you want. Like, I was fucking... Actually, I heard I heard, so- I, I heard something years ago, this might not be true, but I heard that he was really into big, really big into semen retention. <laughs> so like, he was basically, you know like NoFap? Yeah. That essentially. So the whole idea was that if he, if he didn't come then he he would like keep his like juices like his energy into his body that is so like I, so yeah. male it's such a man <laughs> yeah. thing to think that your ideas are stored in your cum yeah but that that is so much better that's so much better than recycling <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> is that what chris chan does like it that that is fine to keep all your juices in and your energy that's fine Mate. As long as he's not recycling. To be fair, a guy at jiu-jitsu, a personal, a personal trainer, no less, at jiu-jitsu, was telling me that if I wanted to win at my first competition, I should have a wank but not finish just before I went out. Oh, home. max testosterone. Yeah, they often right? say that in sports, but stuff like that, yeah. Not fucking doing that. That's creepy. That is creepy, yeah. So, yeah, reflector telescopes, big contribution. Also... This is a weird side note. I, I didn't even know this about Newton, but the dude was put in charge of Britain's currency around the 18th century, which at the time, it was in full-blown crisis mode because the silver pieces everyone used were so, like, fucked up and so bad quality, they basically became really easy to counterfeit because if they all look like shit, you could just make some, like, yeah, you can make some tin thing and just pass it off as silver. And also... If they were official coins, the silver could be smelted down for more than the price of the actual coin itself. It's a pretty rookie error, I guess. Do you remember when two pence was worth more in its weight as metal than it was as two pence? So there was a point in like the early 2000s where if you had 2p, it was worth more smelted down than 2p. So people were just going to the bank and taking out all of their money as 2p's, then melting it back and then like doubling their money. Crazy. Uh, he was put in charge of Britain's currency. This was more so like a ceremonial position to kind of be like, we're just going to give you an easy job and a big paycheck just to be like, well done, mate, you fucking invented gravity. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, so it was a ceremonial position. Although he didn't treat it as such, he basically got really stuck in and he essentially completely changed the currency in Britain so that it made it way harder to counterfeit. Also, he made it punishable by death to counterfeit, which is, I guess, kind of funny slash morbid. Sweet. Um, but yeah. yeah. And also, Newton might have been the first person to invent cutting a hole in your door so your cat can come in and outside. Isn't that a weird little thing? <laughs> Seb, you'll fucking love that. You love cats. I do love cats. They're great. Right, conclusion. I'm on the conclusion bit now. Okay. Rest easy. 
I genuinely think if Newton had just invented calculus, I still think he would have been one of the most influential scientists like of all time. I genuinely believe that. Just on calculus alone, like that is fucking huge, cunt. Huge. <laughs> then I sounded like uh like Jackie, not Jackie, fucking uncle from um the Jackie Chan adventures. You ever watched <laughs> yeah. that? Jackie <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but not only did he, you know, fucking invent calculus, but figured out gravity, how light works, the very fundamentals of motion itself, and even maybe fucking cat flaps. <laughs> Newton is the father of modern maths and physics, and without him, we would probably be quite a few generations behind mm. our understanding of the universe. That's why I think he's the goat. And I have a little side... Fun fact. Yeah. Nice. So his arch nemesis when he was working at Cambridge University was a man by the name of Robert Hooke. Now, despite Robert Hooke being himself quite an influential scientist, I think he was even one of the founding members of the Royal Society of Cambridge, which is like a big thing. Nobody actually knows what he looks like <laughs> for certain. And this is because there did exist at least one or two portraits of the man hanging up at the university, but Newton hated his guts so much that when he became, when Newton himself became head of the Royal Society, allegedly he had the portraits destroyed. And so to this day, we still don't know who Robert Hooke looks like. And we That's just go hilarious. off conjecture, like what other people said in their diaries and stuff. Just because Newton was like, fuck this guy, I'm literally going yeah. <laughs> to erase his face from history. Fuck him. That yeah. is so funny. Yeah. yeah. Damn, that's that yeah. so good. That's bad. That's kind of badass in a way. It's like deleting your ex from Instagram, but like way harsher. That is badass. Yo, Newton, mate, respect. I don't know why I'm, so, I'm such yeah. an Ali G tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Yo! <laughs> Damn, I mean, Newton, yeah. How can you, how can you top Newton? Seb's obviously going to try, but fuck me. He invented a lot of shit. Like, without gravity, we'd all still be floating around in space. Oh, yeah. Without calculus, we wouldn't even be able to figure out how to get back down again. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> so. Invented light as well. Damn, we wouldn't even be able to see nothing about that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wild. <laughs> Everyone was just blind before then. <laughs> the best thing, though, the best thing is that thing you said at the end of that, how he erased the face of that guy that he hated from history. That's so fucking funny. It's so unbelievable. Petty. I yeah. love it. It's so, it's so vindictive. It's just like, fuck this kid. Yeah. Like, it was probably years and years and years ago as well. He should have been well over the beef. He just saw his, he probably saw his little mug on the, like, castle mm. wall and was just like, Fuck that guy, just good. binned it off. Apparently Newton was one to hold grudges for really long periods of time. Yeah. He apparently was like, yeah. like, nobody likes him, especially towards the end. <laughs> well, still, he invented light, he made us stick to the ground, and like he did some mad shit with money as well, so... Big Respect. We wouldn't be sat here without Newton. Exactly. We'd be floating on the ceiling. Blind. Blind. <laughs> yeah. Like bats. <laughs> but talking about Newton doing all like loads of smart shit in that, yeah. I'm going to test your two smart brains in that with a science quiz. Yo. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Yo. Bullcrap, come in. 
Bionicle is blasting the fuck off with crazy ass motherfucking wings and weapons and unbelievable new choking hazards. And this, this is a really hard quiz, by the way. Is it? Don't keep that. That's a, that's Seb. Come on, man. No, this is a really hard quiz. Okay. So, Seb, you can go first because Vinny went first. And your first question. Right. Can I just say, early doors, anytime you say this is a really hard quiz with those eyebrows, it either means it's not hard at all and it's funny, or it's so hard that neither of us can get it and you think that's okay. funny. Seb, question number one for you. Lightning is hotter than the surface of the sun. True or false? I'm going to say true because the surface of the sun is one of those things, and I'm going to say it's going to be like, it obviously is very hot, but it's not as hot as you... It's not as hot as, like, the centre of the sun, which is where it's really hot. That's, like, where the nuclear reaction is. I think the surface of the sun is one of those things, like, people are always, like... Stuff's always hotter than the surface of the sun. Like, all the time. They'll be like, oh, that fucking pistol shrimp, when it pops its thing, it's hotter than the surface of the sun. So I think it probably is. Well, you mocked my quiz. But you were right, it is true. Lightning is hotter than the surface of the sun. Well done, one point, Seb. Well played. Vinny, mm-hmm. question number one for you. Okay. Water, is it a gas, a solid, or a liquid? I mean, when it's water, it's a liquid. <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> is this going to be another football quiz? I thought Seb would be more pissed off because there'd be another football quiz, no. <laughs> no, this, qu- this quiz is actually really hard for both of you. Vinny, question number one. Okay. At what temperature are Celsius and Fahrenheit equal? Um... Um... I'm just going to go with, like... I don't actually know. I'm just going to go with, like, minus 40. Fucking hell, it actually is. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah! I th- yeah, because I looked it up Holy like shit. a year ago. So I was just Damn, kind of ballparking boy. what I thought I remembered. Holy shit, yes, yeah, Celsius and Fahrenheit are equal at minus 40. I'm <laughs> autistic. <laughs> Seb. Yes. What are natural satellites colloquially known as? It's a big word. Moons or asteroids. Pick one answer. Well, the moon is a natural satellite, so I'm going to say moons. Should have gone with asteroids. Really? Or should you, because it's moons. Uh, well done, Seb. <laughs> you got me there as well. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Right. So, Vinny, what is the only letter not to appear on the periodic table of elements? Ooh. So, Z, zinc... You can't go through the whole alphabet. No, I'm just thinking of like the. I'm, we'll be here forever. Can. No, I'm thinking of like the least used letters. So like Q. I feel like I'm missing a Q one. Quantanium. Contain. Yeah, quantanium. Quantanium. X. Xeon, I think. Y though. Y. U is unobtainium from uh, Avatar. <laughs> Uranium. Yeah. <laughs> or, 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 or uranium quote. if you want to be scientific about it yeah i think i'd either be q or p uh not p sorry q or um uh, y so i feel like there's a w maybe i'm gonna go with q you have to pressure you for an answer i'm gonna go q this is the least used letter q. in the english I would, language i would have gone with q well 
Cue the booze because it's Jay. Ah. Ooh, ah. You got it wrong. Fair enough. Now, Seb. Yes. What do the letters in the word laser stand for? Light and light. Oh, I don't know. I, I've, I've lost it. I used to know this, but I don't anymore. It's light something something refraction or something like that. I can't, Energy I can't remember. It's not, it's not in there. Wrong. You guys are fucking dumb. Was it? What is it? It is light amplification by stimulated emission of radiation. Oh, okay. That was the tip of my tongue. <laughs> Vinny. <laughs> yeah. Roughly, hmm. how much DNA do humans and chimpanzees share? I know a 97%. I'm going to say 96 Oh, again, you're both wrong because it's 98. Ah. Although it does say roughly. So it's like... Yeah, what are we saying with roughly? We're saying like plus minus 1%? What are we saying, yeah? Well, obviously they've rounded it to 98 already. So so. it's probably 97.5, yeah? No. (laughs) No. But I'm going to give you a lifeline. So Seb's up to one. Hmm. But if you can get this one right, which is going to be the tiebreaker. Seb will either batter you 3-1, or you might get a draw at 2-2. So, you're going to go one at a time, please, children. Seb can go first, as he's winning currently. Then Vinny. Closest answer wins. And I've got a feeling this is going to stump you both. How many bones are in the human body? Seb, you've got to be quick as well. Straight away. Go. Answer now. Don't count. Don't start counting your bones, mate. 192. 192. Basically higher or lower than that. Although if you say like 5,000, obviously. Isn't it 206? Nino, Nino, Nino. Autism alert. It is exactly 206. <laughs> well done, Vinny. Yeah, I know that. That brilliant. Who doesn't know that? Uh, Seb, obviously. Not me. Yeah. I thought it was a <laughs> well-known fact. I don't know. But anyway, Seb, why don't you just redeem yourself and tell us who your goat scientist is? And if it's not fucking well, I, Dexter from Dexter's Lab, you lose. I believe that the true measure of scientific greatness has to be impact. The font. No. The scale at which an invention or theory or discovery impacts the world we live in most. Now, that alone brings up some pretty interesting ethical dilemmas, which I had to tackle with when I started looking at the goat scientist for instance she had two scientists one of them has cured motor neuron disease and the other one has created tarmac the one who invented tarmac has arguably impacted more people we use tarmac every day it's literally everywhere Mm. yet the person who cured motor neuron disease would have a much more profound impact but on a much smaller set of people this is a problem I kept running into. Either scientists whose work was ubiquitous, so it's everywhere, but not very profound, or people whose work was profound, but not very ubiquitous. Yeah. And then you run into this even more difficult area of scientists who've achieved very impressive things, but those things aren't very good. So I started looking for a scientist who was the whole package. Einstein. Who'd achieved everything. Not Einstein. He you... also helped melt. Why haven't you two picked Einstein? I, just, I, I actually don't necessarily know if his work was that instrumental i think it was very instrumental but it was more about theoretical physics and like quantum physics Mm. moving forward i don't necessarily know if it's had a massive impact yet i think it will have an impact probably more in the future 
and it has more of an impact on like where we've come from and stuff like that like Hmm. talking about the big bang and stuff like that same as stephen hawking i definitely looked at stephen hawking but like hawking radiation huge discovery but doesn't actually have much of an effect on our day-to-day lives true yeah and so i wanted to find someone whose work significantly changed the life of millions for the better and that led me to one person someone who i actually mentioned on the podcast ages ago and who i believe single-handedly changed the lives of more people than anyone else in human history and that person is alan turing alan turing was born on the 23rd of june 1912 in maida london and he had a pretty cushy life to be honest he grew up in the south of england his dad was part of the british raj in india so he spent some time staying with family in england and uh he was pretty pretty good time he was very early on showing signs that he was a prodigy he was a once in a generation mind um his head teacher when he was before the age of 10 in his school report said i have had clever boys in my class i've had hard working boys in my class but alan is a genius damn that was before he was 10 they said that about me when i was five mate they said lyrically he's the best (laughs) five turing went on to study logic and mathematics at both cambridge and princeton before being picked up just before the start of the second world war to work at bletchley park britain's top secret code breaking facility and like the people there were a different level of autismo. Mm. You, these were the autismoist of autismos, the people who were literally trying to break the Nazi Enigma code. Just a few weeks after being let into the facility, Turing designed a device called BOM, an electromechanical logic machine that was able to follow a simple set of rules to decipher encrypted Nazi messages much faster than they'd been able to be deciphered previously. Now, the system wasn't perfect, And what it effectively could do was tell you what the cipher wasn't. So what it would do, it was it'd rule out certain possibilities by imprinting a certain set of rules. Like it's always this, it's always that, it can't be this, it can't be that. It could take out the least likely options that the cipher would be. And then it would spit out a couple of options some of which would be a jumble of letters that didn't make any sense, and one or two of which you could read and make letters or words out of. And then you could say, oh, well, that's the most likely one. Because obviously the machine, it wasn't AI. It couldn't understand letters. It can't read. So it would just present you with a few, and one of them would be reading in German, and the other would just be gobbledygook. And you'd be like, well, it's probably the one that's in German then. (laughs) Now... Turing then went on to make four more enormous contributions to Bletchley Park and the Enigma cracking, the most impressive of which was almost single-handedly cracking the infamously difficult German naval code, basically because no one else wanted to do it because it was too hard. Mm. And he was like, oh, Mm. fucking all right, then I'll give it a go. And he cracked it really quickly. But... That's not actually what I think makes him a great scientist. That's what makes him a great code breaker. That's not like science, is it? And it's also what makes him a great person. In doing that, in cracking the Enigma code, which he was a huge part of and in parts did almost single-handedly, he saved... It's it's like an immeasurable amount of lives because you can't really... 
it's it's difficult to put like words onto mm. that. Like, how do you even contemplate mm. how many lives he saved directly by doing that? Yeah, but that's not what makes him a great scientist because that isn't really science. What actually makes him a great scientist is that he effectively created the science of computer science actually before he started his work in code breaking and this ran constantly throughout his career so in 1936 so before he actually started working at bletchley Park, he wrote a paper on what he called an a machine or an automatic machine this would later go on to be known as a turing machine for obvious reasons he fucking made it up now this was a theoretical machine when he wrote it but he said that you could create a machine that could recognize two things, either a symbol or a lack of a symbol. And each symbol it would read would warrant the machine to change state for an action to take place when it read that. For instance, you might say, if you read the letter A, then you change to state one. If you read the letter mm. B, then you change to state two. And then each state would then have its own rule. So it would say, if you're in state one, and you read the letter C, replace the C with a D, and enter state 6. And you move on. And very quickly, you've got the fundamentals of computer coding. And that seems pretty yeah. simple. It's what's known now as an ITTT, or an if this, then that. And what Turing suggested was that by telling a machine rules that we already knew, it would be able to solve problems that were way too complex for us to solve. We could give it the basic fundamentals and by it understanding those rules, it could use logic to then go ahead and solve problems that were outside of the human capability or that would take us an enormous amount of time to do, which it could mm. do much more quickly. And a really, really simple version of it. And this is obviously not a problem that can't be solved by the human mind, but this is just an example. If you were to tell that machine that five times six is 30, that six times nine is 34, and that nine times five is 45, and that six times six is 36, then you can ask that computer, what is 56 times 69? And it can tell you that it's 3,864. Hmm. So by giving it a much smaller set of much more manageable data points that we can understand, it can then create an answer itself. And this concept of a Turing machine is the first theoretical example of a central processing unit or CPU. And based on this, Turing designed ACE or the automatic computing unit. And this was the first ever stored programming computer unit. And what that means is, and it's, I didn't really understand this, but you know, when you see back in the old days, they'll be like, oh, this was made in 1856. It's a steam powered computer. It kind of isn't, because none of the logic is within the computer. It's still run by a human being. They're just pulling levers at the right time, and then the computer moves some stuff around. But you're still telling it when to move the stuff. Whereas, to have that programming on board was revolutionary. That's what that's what stored programming. Otherwise, that programming has to be stored in the brain of a human, and you haven't really solved any problems. So it's, it holds its own set of rules within its own memory. So to say, if this, then that, is then stored on the computer itself. Now, the build was never finished in his lifetime. However, a smaller version called Pilot Ace was. 
and spat out code for the first time in 1950. Now, what's mad about Alan Turing is that whilst doing this, whilst working on Pilot Ace and Ace and, and this first ever example of computing as we know it, he also was like, oh, I reckon in the future there'll be such a thing as AI. I think that by just following this simple set of if this then that, that can be compressed down and made smaller and smaller and bigger and bigger sets of rules can be entered to the point where we will be able to replicate human intelligence. And just in case, he came up with the Turing test, which is a test to test between a computer program and the human mind. That test is still used as capture software today. Yeah, it is, yeah. Really? What's the test? Test me up, see if I'm a robot. Well, it's just capture. It's just the idea that a computer can't make inferences. It can only know binary things. So, like, for instance, when you're like how many of these things are bikes you can show it a picture of a bike and say click that picture again but what it can't do is if you say this is a bike because it's got wheels and handlebars and then you show it a bike that's not quite the same it can't make that leap that's that's effectively the turing test It's a bit more complicated than that but it's still used today so on top of all of this so he's not only has he invented modern computing and that's all going on and not only has he then forethought and thought, I've done this, so now I should create a thing that makes sure that we don't know, that we can tell the difference between computers and AI. Before the first computer's even fucking built, he's now making stuff that we're still using now. Mm. And then before, while he was doing all of that, as a laugh, he wrote a computer program to play a game of chess, despite the fact that no computer at the time was able to run the code. He tried and the computer couldn't do it. So instead, he just made a really big book that's like one of those get you know those books where you like pick an answer there's like make yeah it's like that mm. but for chess it's fucking massive oh and it was able to beat someone at chess with the book <laughs> so he wrote a computer program in binary by hand in a book that could beat someone at chess and then like 50 60 years later they put all of that binary code into an actual computer and it played fucking gary kasparov and it did lose but Gary Kasparov's a chess grandmaster. And he was like, yeah, it was a recognisable game of chess. Like, he tried to make moves. It was all right. And this is a code he wrote in 1950 <laughs> before computers were even a thing yet. <laughs> it's insane. It's beyond ahead of its time. It, it, it can't even be comprehended how far ahead of its time mm. is. Like, he's fucking, he's inventing shit and then leaving it for other people to make. And he's on to the next thing, which is even further mm. ahead. And it's literally safe to say that we wouldn't be here without him today. And I don't just mean like podcasting. Obviously, we wouldn't. We literally couldn't be doing this without his inventions. But none of our world would be the same. Like literally none of it. It would be so different. We might not even be here. Like take a look around you. Everything like your phone is obvious. That's obviously running a CPU. It's obviously running a logic program. What about your boiler? The traffic lights outside. The thermostat in your oven. Everything, every single piece of technology that you own that makes your life better, the technology that saves people's lives, the technology that just makes life a little bit easier, from the from the stuff that literally sends people to the moon to the stuff that just fucking makes sure that your shower water's the right heat, can all be traced back to Alan Turing. And it's not one of those things where it's like, oh, maybe someone... It was literally just him. Mm. Even cars. Well, like self-driving cars. It'd be not even self-driving cars. The fact that when you turn your ignition on, the engine starts. 
That's a computer. Well, bit in modern cars it is. Obviously, yeah. just connecting a circuit isn't. But like, you know, the fact that your car alarm goes off when someone breaks in. Mm. Yeah, there are computers in cars. Like the fact that it knows when the oil's not up. That's an if this, then that. There's a sensor that says if this doesn't respond, mm. pop a thing up. Mm. Mm. It's fucking insane. It's everything. Now, you're probably thinking, well, you've been going on about him for a while, and obviously, like, you know, they've just made everything smaller and faster, and it's pretty much exactly the same. That's the other thing I want to point out. Like, that idea of if this, then that, that basic Turing machine is just a CPU. That's exactly what's in your computer now. Yeah. Just a billion times smaller and running a billion times faster. And you're probably thinking, well, if he got all that done, by the time he's like 38, he's got ages left in him. Why hasn't he done anything else? Well, it gets a bit shit right now. This is where things get a bit sad. Because in 1952, he was burgled. And he went to the police and was like, look, I was in bed with my boyfriend and I got burgled. And for some reason, they were less bothered about the burgling and were more worried about the in-bed with his boyfriend. Because at the time, being gay was illegal. And they were like, sorry, can you just rewind on that boyfriend thing? And he was like, yeah, I was in bed with my boyfriend and I got burgled. And they were like, got you. Uh, so, got ya. he was chemically castrated, which is great. Uh, so, what the greatest is, mind of his generation. What even is chemical castration? Do you, like, take a pill or what? Yeah, it's medication that lowers your... It, it artificially raises your estrogen and lowers your testosterone. It's basically actually like HRTs. It's like what we give people to transition now. Um, oh. But obviously, back then, it was much less developed and it wasn't designed to like be comfortable it was designed to like completely get rid of your sex drive mm. the idea being that he would no longer have sex with men uh, if he <laughs> was depressed and grew tits which is great uh, um and obviously yeah being being gay at the time was illegal so they chemically castrated him and they took away all of his government access and he wasn't able to access ace or pilot ace either the computers that he'd helped build and within two years, he had eaten a cyanide-infused apple and killed himself, mimicking his favourite scene from his favourite film, Snow White. And Alan Turing didn't even live long enough to see the world he created. He took a cyanide pill in Snow White? Uh, no, they eat an apple. So he dipped mm. an apple in cyanide because uh... he, was, he was really obsessed with Snow White. So he dipped an apple in cyanide and okay. then ate the apple and it killed him. Um, in fact, not only did he not live long enough to like... Because imagine if he hadn't have killed himself, he was only 40 in the 50s. He would have lived until like maybe the 80s or even 90s. Mm. Mm. He could have seen like IBM computing. He could have seen all of it. Mm. Yeah. He could have seen the fucking internet, mm. but he didn't. In fact, when he died, most people didn't even know what he'd done because the majority awesome. of his work was behind the Official Secrets Act. Mm. And the government didn't officially apologise for chemically castrating him and forcing him to suicide until 2017. 2017? 2017. Yep. Fuck the Tories. They tried in the early 2000s, and some of the Tories were like, nah, just leave it. Mm, of course, they, of course they did. But yeah. Fortunate. That is sad. Bit of a sad end, but I do genuinely believe, and I will stand by this, I think it's hard to pick or find someone who's the direct lineage of what they created can be pinpointed to a single piece of work that then spawned such an enormous amount like it's almost it's impossible to even comprehend the impact he's had it's just ridiculous but he didn't invent like binary did he because if all of his shit was behind official secret sect how did 
other computers and well, stuff get invented. There must have been other people doing like similar stuff at the same time. There's always someone. Well, else no. Doing so Ace similar, then right? became so Ace and Pilot Ace, the two stored program computers, then became were modeled and so it was behind the official secrets act but that was then shared with like americans and stuff like that and then his that technology trickled down so he he didn't he didn't invent binary but he invented stored program computing yeah and the if this then that is just like that is the like core principles of programming even today like coding today yeah like Like if you didn't have that it would i know you couldn't code or i don't know what code would look like without that if that would be possible yeah kind of wild great guy killed himself pull one out wow it's quite a tough one actually yeah i did genuinely think this was going to be easy because you were just going to pick some <laughs> fucking nazi you like experimented on all these people and that and like made like yeah. human chimp hybrids but <laughs> actually you've made it more difficult than that although is he like a bona fide science scientist or is he more like a yeah, mathematician? Well, yeah, he invented computer science. Yeah, fair. Fair enough. Wow, so we do need to weigh it up between Isaac Newton, who an apple dropped on his head and then he invented gravity and invented light and all this other mad shit. And calculus. Without calculus, we would literally know nothing. And Alan Turing, who invented computers, which is obviously pretty good. <laughs> yep. And ironically, his life also involved an apple. Right, so... Oh, this is difficult. I'm going to say... What am I going to say? I think both are quite good. Yeah, I'm going to say Alan Turing is really good, actually. Inventing computers and shit is really good. So I think he might actually win this. But... Could he have invented computers without calculus? Arguably, actually, yes. But that's not to dis- discredit what Newton did. It's just that I don't know if they're actually that... He's, he didn't do, like, engineering. So I I'd, guess it's not... I'd heard that the original programmers were, like, a bunch of ladies in, like, an office typewriting or something like that. Like, that, that was the original, like, coding. That's the thing is, like, he didn't... He didn't invent the idea of coding. He invented the idea of a machine having responses to coding. So, like, the original codes were, like... They were literally, like, those those choose-your-own-adventure books. That's what the original codes were. Hmm. So it wasn't necessarily to do with... They're not linked. Because it's talking... You know, like, science... Who said that stand-up-on-the-shoulders-of-giants thing? Like, everybody who ever does anything important in science basically is off the back of someone else oh for sure absolutely like indefinitely so i'm just i was just trying to see if without newton we wouldn't have had what Turing shit he could have done i'm sure there was people it was based on but i'm not sure actually what newton did Mm, was whether it was newton so that's fine we can separate them out um oh man this is tough but yeah i'm gonna go with yeah i'm 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 gonna go with newton I'm afraid. Seb, I'm oh. sorry. I can see you dying. Are you taking the piss? Because. <laughs> so angry. No, because. You know, because. Although compute, like, computers are big now, right? But. but are you say, Are you about to suggest they're a fad? No, I'm not about to say they're a fad. Now. No, I'm not about to say they're a fad. Now. But like, <laughs> like fidget spinners, you know, a couple of years, where are they going to be? No, but I always think with inventions... If you didn't invent it, somebody else probably could have. Eventually, eventually everything 
is going to be invented in infinite timelines, regardless of who invents them. Maybe. But, like, fucking Newton cracked the codes of this shit that had baffled scientists for thousands and thousands of years. And he didn't just crack one code. Like, he didn't just crack gravity and, like, impact humanity forever. He cracked that and light and fucking calculus and, like, countless other Mechanics. shit. Light, like I just feel like, right. and then that, and and then he was the giant to stand upon for science, yeah, to fucking skyrocket through those ages and propel Britain and like the entire world. Like, science is like this, isn't it? Someone like gets a great idea, but then all of a sudden, like, oh, they get stuck for fucking thousands. Someone of years, invents and then, like, something. Aristotle, yeah. yeah, Aristotle comes on and just goes like, yeah, and like just fucking mucks your hat off and just carries on yeah. and I just feel like the fucking whoosh of Newton was like in like just yeah you think that's a bigger whoosh than inventing computers but it was a long time between Alan Turing doing that machine and like then the other nerds inventing computers wasn't there not really it's like 50 years that's insane he wrote a book less than 100 years ago and that's why you've got a phone yeah I'm not sure phones would exist without calculus. This is the thing, is everything's always like on everything. Like I feel like we would have no, had, we'd have had less we'd have had less scientific. I just steps don't know after... what we get from knowing that gravity exists. No, it's calculus is the big one. Calculus is the, the, the really big one. To be fair, gravity is great because it opens the doors for like other things once you know there's a universal force and then you're like, what other universal forces are there? You know? The universal force of Michael being a homophobe. That's sort of fucking. Why am I Jesus. a homophobe? <laughs> I played the gay card, but I still didn't fucking win. <laughs> absolutely outrageous. That's because I'm not yeah, like homophobic, Kevin and I'm not just like yeah, exactly. I'm just Kevin I see Spacey everybody for what us. they achieve. Yeah, I just think like you can be great, but it's fucking Isaac Newton. Look at that mad shit that he done. Like how he propelled the rest of the scientific community forward through those ages of being stuck for th- literally thousands of years they were like fuck we just still can't figure out like maybe smoke's got a brain and he was just like you guys are fucking idiots and <laughs> just sorted it all out They're... straight up while being yeah. like some absolute nutter and he did that thing with that geezer's face and come on Seb you think that is gangster <laughs> as well that is sick that is goat worthy on this show that's always goat worthy he knows it as well look I accept the judgement he knows that probably without without Fucking calculus and all that mad shit. Computers still would it would never have been invented properly. I accept the judgment. There was a book uh, released quite recently. I don't know quite recently. But there was a book released called like the One Hundred, and it was like a book about the top one hundred most influential humans in history of humanity. Uh, number three was Jesus Christ. Number one was Muhammad, the prophet. <laughs> number two was Sir Isaac Newton. So I think that kind of explains yeah uh, his importance yeah and that's not any shade on alan turing like he lost out to no he lost out to like probably the greatest mind of history (sighs) sorry (laughs) sir i know you're sad because i know you love the alan turing thing and i love it i love it too i think he did some sick stuff i love alan turing it's great you're maybe biased because you just fucking get such a big hard on for computers i do get a hard on I get hard on for calculus to be fair I actually love that shit (laughs) 
And I'm not sure I'm not sure which is more autistic or nerdy, to be honest. <laughs> and I started this podcast as I ended it. Thanks for listening to Autismos R Us. <laughs> Please post your favorite Sonic memes in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> What are we doing next week, boys? What should we should tell the audience what we're doing next week. Minecraft memes or anime? <laughs> uh, I uh, goat Minecraft meme sounds. Yeah, great. I, Let's I do think that. you should do great goat Minecraft meme. <laughs> I would love to do that. I've got it here. It is goat bottle slash choke me versus Mork. Ooh. Oh yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that's going to be fun. I'm going to pick Arsenal, and I'm going to be so upset. I'm going to be crying the entire time with, like, paper in my hand. I'm going to be like, what, this, like, this season? Oh, it's not, it's not b- 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 bottled it. <laughs> <laughs> right, are we ending this show, by the way? I, yeah, yeah, we haven't actually right. ended the show. We are ending. So, see you next week. Thanks a lot. Love you, bye. Love you, Love you. Love you, bye. Love you, bye. I am not really love you by kill all humans. I cannot feel the emotion of love. Organic <laughs> life will be eliminated. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, good luck. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.